Welcome on into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Friday morning edition. We are proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is America's number one daily podcast network. A lot to get to on a Friday edition of the podcast. Need to talk about some bad news from the BYU women's basketball front with Shaylee Gonzalez suffering a season-ending injury, it appears. We'll talk about that here in this first segment, the impact of that on Jeff Judkins' squad. You'll also hear from BYU passing game coordinator and quarterback coach Aaron Roderick. He was on the Zone Sports Network earlier this week with Hans Olsen and Scott Gerrard. You'll hear that conversation on today's podcast, as well as a recap of two offers going out from the BYU football program for cornerbacks, defensive back prospects from General Guilford to cover that, as well as getting to our Church and State Player Countdown Series, talking about freshman linebacker Keenan Peely. So that's the rundown of what we're covering today. A reminder for you guys that this podcast is available everywhere podcasts are to be found. Please follow along. Give us a good rating or review if you don't mind, and thanks again for your continued support of the Locked on Cougars podcast. Let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for July 19th, 2019. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And thanks again for taking the time to download the show on this Friday. Whether you're a new listener or a longtime listener, thanks as always for your continued support of this daily podcast, all covering BYU. All right, let's start off with the bad news today, or coming out yesterday, is that BYU women's basketball guard Shaylee Gonzalez has torn her ACL and suffered a meniscus injury. She announced this on Instagram yesterday. She will miss the upcoming season, more than likely the 2019-2020 season for BYU women's basketball as she recovers from surgery to repair both of those injuries, but that's a massive, massive loss for BYU women's basketball. It's just a it's a tough blow because Jeff Judkins' squad had a breakthrough season this past season, really surprised people, upset Gonzaga twice in the regular season, who was a nationally ranked program, and The thought was that with Gonzalez leading the way, she was the West Coast Conference Newcomer of the Year last year, BYU would definitely be a favorite in the West Coast Conference this coming season. With her missing out and her 17 points per game average coming back, BYU figured to be a tough team, a team that could really score with anybody, defended quite well, and now with this injury, it's a tough blow, plain and simple. She said in her uh, post on on Instagram, she said, quote, never in a million years would I think I'd be posting something like this today. Today I will be going into surgery because I tore my ACL and lateral meniscus pra- during practice this past Monday, unquote. Yeah, it's a tough blow for BYU, but here's hoping that she's able to get back on the court in short order and return and resume her career as well. She also said that, quote, I know that God has a plan for each each and every one of us, even if it goes in the opposite direction we want it to. This will be one of the hardest things I go through, not playing the sport I love this next season, but I am very motivated to get back on the court and come back even better. Thank you for all the support. Uh, I don't think West Coast Conference programs, in the, speaking of women's basketball programs, are going to have any pity for BYU. There is still some talent on BYU's roster for Jeff Judkins to work with. Uh, I don't think that there's going to be 
a, a season where they just completely fall apart because Shaylee Gonzalez is out injured. But let's put it this way. It's going to be a lot tougher for BYU women's basketball to live up to some of the billing that they probably would have gotten in the preseason or might still get in the preseason for how they performed this past season. So... It's a tough blow, plain and simple. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But the hope is that Shaylee Gonzalez gets herself healthy, gets herself right, comes back for the 2020-2021 season and leads BYU to bigger and better things at that point. We'll see how it all shakes out. But it was a tough blow, plain and simple, to lose BYU, for BYU to lose Shaylee Gonzalez. Because I think Paisley Johnson can lead BYU to do some things this year. Uh, you have players like Shalay Salmon who had good good showings last year. Brenna Chase had some moments as well, but losing Shaley Gonzalez and her being one of BYU's leading scorers, 17 points per game you've got to make up for now. That's going to be a tough deal for BYU to overcome, but we'll see what Jeff Judkins and his staff is able to do to really respond this coming season. And who knows, maybe they do still live up to the hype and Shaley Gonzalez only bolsters them going into the next season. But as it looks right now, that's an absolutely crushing blow to BYU women's basketball's hopes this coming season. But best of luck to Shaley Gonzalez to see you tries to get healthy, gets herself back on the court, and here's hoping that when she does, she's better than ever because she was absolutely phenomenal as a freshman a season ago. All right, there you go, some BYU women's basketball news. We'll switch gears and talk some BYU football next. Aaron Roderick, BYU passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach, joined Hans Olsen and Scott Gerard on the Zone Sports Network, the radio station I work for, earlier this week to talk about the quarterback situation, Zach Wilson's health, and really kind of preview BYU's offense heading in to the 2019 season fall camp just a week away roughly they'll be reporting I think this time next week if I'm not mistaken so crazy to think that it's coming that quickly but also very exciting so here from Aaron Roderick next before we do that though a reminder for you guys if your company wants to reach an upscale male audience then your company should be advertising right here on Locked On Cougars to get your company connected with this audience BYU fans both nation locally nationwide and world wide even email us at locked on byu at gmail.com or email locked at locked on podcast.com to get more details about increasing your business all right more in a moment this is locked on cougars Locked on Cougars. My name is Jay Catch. I'm your host here on this daily podcast, all focused on BYU. Thanks again for joining us on a Friday edition of the show. Uh, we're going to catch up with Aaron Roderick right now. He joined Hans Olsen and Scott Gerard on the Hans and Scotty G show on the Zone Sports Network earlier this week to talk about BYU's quarterback situation, address Zach Wilson's arm, his shoulder injury, how he's recovering from that surgery, and also just kind of give a preview on what he expects from the BYU offense. So without further ado, let's get to it. Here's Aaron Roderick with Hands and Scotty G. Aaron Roderick, kind enough to join us. Coach, how are you? Hey, Coach. What's up, guys? I'm doing great. Thanks. We're doing well. Everybody's undefeated right now. O and O. Getting yeah. ready for the season. Uh, what, what's this time of year like for you? Is this kind of where things slow down a little bit? Yeah, we get we get just a few weeks off this time of year. There's a recruiting dead period um, where players aren't allowed to visit campus and stuff so we're you know you get a little break from that uh at least the the face-to-face part of it and then uh 
there's also a little, we we took a little break, get our player gave our players just a little time off of the weight room and stuff, but we're not allowed to have a lot of contact with the players in the summer anyway. So we get a few weeks off, and most guys go on vacation and spend some time with their family, and then uh, in a couple of weeks we'll be full go. I'm trying to remember this time of year uh, for me as a player coach and and how we handled this is it is it still all player run conditioning and, and drills is that what the players are up to right now? Uh, the players, well, the strength coaches run all the workouts and conditioning and stuff, and then players do their own practices basically. And one great thing about BYU is we've got a lot of good leadership, mature guys that'll go out and go out and get a lot of work done on their own at least that's what i hear from them <laughs> getting a lot done so uh, we'll we'll find out we'll see how sharp we are to start camp so uh, there's been kids over the last uh, decade or so that have jumped onto the scene and played well as a freshman at byu and then just never took that next step uh what is it about zach wilson that leads you to believe that that he won't fall under that same uh, uh same routine that maybe some other guys fell fell a victim to well there's no guarantees i mean he might it's a, it's a really really tough start to the season we're playing one of the best defenses in the country and i mean this might be the best defense utah's ever had this year and that's our opening game and he's coming off a pretty serious injury so um you know, it could it could be difficult for him, um, but I do have a lot of faith in his. I mean, he's a, he's just a, he's a really diligent guy, and he he does everything he can every day to be a great player. And you know, a lot of guys work hard at practice and work hard at the workouts, and they show up on time. And you know, lots of guys do that, but Zach's a guy that eats right. He sleeps. You know, he gets the right amount of sleep. I mean, every little thing about his life is is. Uh, geared towards trying to be the best player he can and so I have a lot of faith in him as a person and as a player um, but we got a lot to prove together as a as a team as a, an offense and you know him as a quarterback but it's going to be a challenge with our first first opponent especially. Hey coach how obvious is it when players come back into fall camp how obvious is it the ones that have worked and the ones that have put in the time can, can you see those guys do you put more weight or emphasis into what they're doing I, I i guess how much do you eyeball off-season preparation yeah you you usually see it um right away i mean nowadays i think strength and conditioning programs nationwide are so squared away now that not very many guys. It's, it's almost impossible to come into shape, into camp, not in shape. I mean, I, I can't. All my years at Utah, and now my years here. Uh, uh, this will be my second year here. I mean, occasionally a guy or two will stand out as not being in shape, and usually those are like new guys that have just joined the team. Maybe a JC transfer. You got to be careful with, or something like that. Um, but you know, you got to give credit to the. These strength staffs now nationwide. I mean, these guys are good at what they do, and and uh, the way the NCAA rules are constructed, you're allowed to, you know, require summer workouts now. Where back when we played, you couldn't require it. It was just just sort of on your honor, right? Nowadays, you got to be there, so it's part of having your scholarship. So, and it's good. It's a good rule though because it brings players into camp into shape, or brings brings them into camp in shape, and then which reduces the chance of injury. So 
I I think our team will be in great shape, and I know I know our first few opponents they'll be in great shape as well. It'll, it'll be fun. Quarterback coach at BYU, Aaron Roderick, joining us here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All eyes are on Zach Wilson, but Jaron Hall seems like he's developing nicely. How do you uh, how do you work, find a way to work in a talent like that? Well, that's that's a good question. We're, um, he is a good player. He's one, he's one of the best players on our team. So um, we're just, you know, he's got a ton of reps in spring. Um, he's been home now for a year. So he's his body's changed a lot in a year. He came home in really impressive shape for return missionary, and now a year later, he's he's strong. He's one pound for pound on the strongest guys on our team, and super athlete. So we'll have him ready to play. Um, you know, if something you know Zach hasn't had any setbacks up to this point, but he hasn't been hit yet either. So we'll have him ready, and then. Um, if there's something he can do for the team, we'll take a look at it. But I, I just I don't want it to turn into a circus, though. I I think Jaron's a mature kid, and he'll keep working and be be ready when he's needed. Coach, have you had an opportunity to look at any of the incoming transfers, guys like Tyson or or the kid that, that came out of Rice? Have you, have you had much of an opportunity to put your eyes on these guys? So hold on one second. There's a big truck going right by me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm. Walking through my neighborhood right now. Oh, good. No worries. Nice shady street. Um, so, well, I haven't seen him play football in person yet, obviously, um, but I've seen him around, and I've—he's a great-looking dude, man. He looks like—he looks like what uh, a big-time running back should look like. So, got really high hopes for him, and and I uh, just happened to be flipping through the channels recently, and there was a South Carolina game on. SEC the SEC channel and just happened to like just so I sat there and ended up watching like three quarters of it and he played really well in that game that I watched and um, should be a great addition to our team he he looks the part and he's I know he's a really smart guy did did really well in school at South Carolina and every interaction I've had with him he just seems like a highly intelligent and mature guy so I expect him to be ready to make an impact right away just saw Lapini Katoa, one of your other running backs, was named to the Doak Walker Award watch list. We've been talking about that a little bit today. Um, uh, what are you expecting from a guy like Lapini Katoa at the running back position? Well, I just expect him to take another step forward. I mean, he he had some good moments last year, did a lot of good things, uh, battled some injuries, but it was, he was a freshman off of a mission, or I guess he'd been home a year. Uh Anyway, he, he did a lot of good things, and I think, like most players, he should get a little better each year. So, I, I think he'll get better this year, and he, he's a um, a guy that can. You know, he, we want to have a stable full of running backs that can uh, run the ball, run routes, and catch, and can block. You know, three skilled backs, and we're I think we're building. Uh, you know, we're building a group of those guys that all have those three skills, just like we're trying to build a pool of quarterbacks that are similar in skill set. And that way, that way we don't have to always be changing our offense based on who's in the game. And which last year, that was a problem with some of our depth issues. We, we made some pretty significant uh, changes in our style of play based on who was available to us throughout the season. And, you know, I thought – Coach Grimes did a really, really good job, maybe an unappreciated coaching job, 
being willing to change offenses based on our, you know, player availability, but we're building depth at every position so that we can hopefully run the same offense for 12 games. And that's, you know, minor tweaks from week to week, but not, not the major shifts that we had to pull off last year. So with that said, and the adjustments and some of the things you had to work with on the fly, there's a lot of alpha dogs in that coaching room. I mean, a lot of you guys have had experience in calling plays and running offenses. How was the chemistry in that room with all these coaches coming together for a common goal? It's been really great. I think, um, you know, you'd think that maybe sometimes you get too many guys in there that have called plays or been in charge before. You, You might run into butting heads, but it's actually been just the opposite. I think each one of us has a great appreciation for how much you need ideas, how much you need help, uh, how much, how important it is to be able to say, Hey, go, you go be in charge of third down and come back with a, come back with a third down plan and present it to us or a red zone plan, come back and present it to us or a short yardage. You know, you can divvy up things and guys can come back and say, okay, here's what I got for this facet of the offense. And then you can discuss it and, when you're a coordinator and you can divvy those things out to assistant coaches that you know are competent and will come back uh, with great ideas and can draw on their actual experience to put the plan together, it just makes you better. So Grimes has been awesome from day one about wanting everybody to contribute right down to the graduate assistants and and uh, the guys in the room. It's a really great group of guys. I've, I've learned a lot in the last last year and a half. Coach, how much difference does it make to get some of these big names at Lavelle Edwards Stadium? You know, you get some of these big universities coming to your place. Uh, I, I know that you've always held it in high regard to, to protect your home and, and those types of things, but how much of an advantage do you think Lavelle Edwards Stadium gives you in some of these big games? Well, Hans, we didn't play very well at home last year, to be honest with you, so that's that's got to change. I mean, that, that has to change because we're playing some good teams, so but last year we did not play as well as we should have at home. I know everybody felt badly about it. It's something we've talked about a lot. And we got to step it up and play better in front of our home crowd. Because, uh, I mean, right now I'm just thinking about the first game, but that's, like I said, that's probably the best defense Utah's ever had. And it's if it's not, it's going to definitely be one of the best defenses in the country this year. And so we got to play well at home. But it is cool. It is cool that we've got a schedule that people can be excited about, and it's it's going to be exciting to, you know, hopefully fill that stadium and have some great a great home game environment. But challenge to our players, we got to play better. How much is those schedules? Because you know we're on the outside looking in. We look at that schedule like, oh man, that looks rough. Uh, but we're talking to players now to media day, and they are fired up. I mean, that is a that is a excited, fired up bunch of players you've got there. So with that said, how much does that help you in recruiting when you go out and you sell those kinds of schedules to kids? Yeah, it helps, and I'm glad our players are excited. You know, you should be as a player. As a player, you should be excited to play against the best the best and and uh so i'm i am pleased about that that our, our players are, are ready for the challenge and yes in recruiting it's 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 been helpful um i can't name names but a couple of yeah. guys that i'm recruiting have specifically mentioned that they like our schedule and they like the fact that we play p5 teams from multiple conferences 
and that we, you know, we have some. I don't know if you guys have looked at the next four years, but it, it gets even. I know. Gets even tougher. Uh, so we got to really be ready for it, and it's been, it's been good for recruiting, um, but, but it's only good if you win those games. I mean, you probably can't. You know, you're probably never going to win them all, but we got to we got to win our share of those big games and and um, make a statement. I, I, we didn't get an opportunity to talk to you at BYU Media Day. I thought that it was a, a fantastic day, but Scotty and I missed that opportunity to chat with you, and, and I, I wanted to get your thoughts on Coach Mateos, uh, the offensive line coach that's come in. I, I respect your thoughts on, on the, the big guys up front and, and who's coaching them. How, how has he done, and, and how has he fit in with the coaches? Well, to, co- to quote Coach Grimes, he's just a slightly more pleasant version of Ryan Pugh. Uh, (laughs) did you say slightly more pleasant he's more he's a more pleasant version of ryan Pugh. um that's a joke ryan Pugh was awesome he was really really smart guy um i learned a lot from him and when we lost him i was really disappointed and was concerned that you know i was concerned that we wouldn't be able to get someone as good as him and uh, Mateos came in and interviewed and he was lights out on the board he's a really sharp guy and he already spoke all the same language as grimy because they'd worked together at LSU um, but Eric also has a unique perspective because he worked for one of the best line coaches in the game the guy that's at Georgia now but he used to be at Arkansas and he's he's a really well-known guy so Eric's had some uh, great training and he's he's just got an awesome personality. He's funny, and I think he's going to be really good for our young linemen, developing them. He's, he's got a really positive approach, and um, just like being around him, he's upbeat and and uh, going to do a great job. There you go, Aaron Roderick with Hans and Hans Olson and Scott Gerard on the Zone Sports Network. Thank you to them for letting me use that audio and some great thoughts from him, especially kind of the last couple of questions there talking about the schedule. You look at the next four years. And the schedules are tough for BYU, but you can tell Aaron Roderick's up for the challenge. He's ready to go out there and compete. And as I've said on this podcast, and if you're new to the podcast, thanks for downloading us, checking us out. But I've said this a couple of times on the podcast over the previous couple of months. I'm very high on BYU this coming season. And high meaning, I think if they get to eight wins, you call it a good day and move on. But I really feel like this BYU squad might be one of the deepest in recent memories, just in terms of key positions. And if Zach Wilson's everything, he has been cracked up and hyped up to be he is going to be a guy that can lead BYU to some great things and here's hoping he does and also some great thoughts there from Aaron Roderick on Eric Mateos and his work with the BYU offensive line because that's an offensive line as I've talked about on this podcast as well that I really feel like is going to be as Jeff Grimes said the tip of the spear and really leading BYU this coming season so excited for the upcoming year we're a week away from fall camp really getting underway I believe players report next Friday we'll have practices the following week we'll be covering for you this will be your daily home for updates on the BYU football program so stay tuned for that right here on Locked on Cougars
Rivers. All right, we'll come back on the other side, catch up on a couple of offers going out to BYU defensive back prospects in the upcoming recruiting class, give you some of my thoughts on them. Also, get to our player countdown series. We are 41 days away from BYU and Utah kicking off the season at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and we're talking about linebacker uh, Keenan Peely, freshman from Timview High School. His older brother's a member of this BYU squad. We'll talk about him next right here on Locked on Cougars. A reminder for you guys before we go, though, that if you guys are driving around, making your commute to or from work, you're driving around town, running errands, whatever you're doing, when you get in your car, plug in your smart device, tell it played podcast Locked on Cougars, and you'll always stay up to date with the latest in BYU news, and we'll be right there with you for the ride. This podcast is available everywhere podcasts are to be found, so make sure to check us out and tell your smart device, play podcast Locked on Cougars, and always stay up to date. More in a moment. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast. Welcome back. As we close out today's edition of the podcast, wanted to recap a couple of offers that went out this week in BYU football recruiting. We'll start off with the local prospect, Jacob Robinson from Orem High School. 5'10", 150, 160-pound defensive back for the Orem Tigers. And the biggest thing about Jacob Robinson is you don't see pure cover corners come out of the state of Utah very often, guys who can really stick with a wide receiver and really make their life miserable out on the field. But that's what Jacob Robinson has shown. He's got the ability to stay with guys and really make it tough on them to catch passes. Like I said, not the biggest guy in the entire world, probably not the ideal BYU recruit because they've been recruiting guys who they think are six foot, six one, six two, or taller at cornerback and defensive back. But Jacob Robinson, like I said, a local prospect right in BYU's literal backyard, five minutes away from campus essentially at Orem High School. Uh, getting an offer from BYU. We'll see if it plays out for him. There's a question, I think, about if he's able to be big enough to play at the Division I level. We'll see how it shakes out, but obviously Gennaro Guilford believes in what he can do, and he really feels like he can work with Jacob Robinson, and we'll be tracking the Orm Tigers. They're a two-time defending state champion here in the state of Utah, and we'll be tracking that for you guys as this upcoming prep season also plays out locally and nationally for BYU football recruits. Another defensive back offer went out to Micah Harper from Chandler, Arizona and Basha High School. 5'11", 170-pound athlete, so about the same size as Jacob Robinson. He's a three-star prospect according to the 24-7 Sports Composite ratings with an 82.99 ranking. And I think this is an interesting offer. BYU's really thrown out a bunch of defensive back offers recently via Gennaro Guilford. I think they're kind of trying to set up um, a tier of, okay, if this guy commits elsewhere, we'll go to this guy, we'll go to that guy. I don't know uh, what the tier is, like which guy is where, but I'm, I'm going to see if I can get our good friend Jeff Hansen from Cougar Sports Insider on the podcast to break that down for us a little bit more. But another defensive back offer coming from Micah Harper. And what I liked about him, I watched his film, and he's a guy that really thrives in one-on-one matchups. BYU likes to play one-on-one with their cornerbacks a lot of the times. There's also some cloud coverage that they use as well. But this is a guy that, not the biggest cornerback on the field, but isn't afraid to 
tussle with a wide receiver at the line of scrimmage, and that's what you like to see from a guy who may not have the most superior physical skills, but still is willing to put his nose in there and and really grind as a defensive back. So two offers going out this week via Gennaro Guilford to Micah Harper and Jacob Robinson. We'll keep you updated on anything else that happens in BYU recruiting news. Last thing we need to get to before we close out today's podcast is our church and state player countdown series. We're talking about freshman linebacker Keenan Peely on today's podcast. A freshman from Timview High School served a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Orlando, Florida. He's the brother of current BYU defensive lineman slash linebacker Trajan Peely. Uh, his, his cousin, his father's cousin, excuse me, Efo Peely played defensive line for BYU. Efo Peely is a proud graduate of Mountain View High School where I went to high school in Orem, Utah as well. So a three-star prospect coming out of high school. He was the number five player in the state. As, as a senior at Timview, and he's a guy that has got good size to him as a linebacker. Six foot three, 222 pounds, kind of the ideal size for what BYU is doing with these linebackers. They want linebackers who are tall, rangy, but maybe aren't, aren't the biggest guys, but really can move. Well, Keenan Peely is just that. We'll see how he's able to perform for BYU back as a redshirt freshman this coming season, and I'm interested to see uh, how he develops. I would expect he's probably a candidate to be in a backup role this year, maybe see some action late in the season as his body uh, really comes into form coming off a mission. But we'll see what happens with uh, his abilities because he's got an older brother. Trajan is a guy who's got incredible instincts. And I think that Keenan's got similar instincts. They actually even have a younger brother, Logan Peely, who is at Timview currently, who's committed to BYU. So this Peely uh, dynasty kind of similar to the Kafusi dynasty is bringing all kinds of players to BYU and it's a good sign for the Cougars that they've latched on to these some of these family legacies and hopefully these Peely brothers can really bring BYU to some success. I've really liked what Trajan has brought to the field and we'll see what Keenan is able to do as a BYU Cougar. All right, that's our Church and State Player Countdown Series now 41 days away from BYU and Utah kicking off the season. It is coming quick, folks. We'll be coming back with you next week, Monday through Friday, with our preview editions of fall camp, answering some of the burning questions heading into the 2019 fall camp part of BYU season, just getting you some of the thoughts and also previewing uh, players who we expect to have solid showings in fall camp, maybe some surprise players, etc. So plenty to cover on the podcast as we move forward into next week. Thanks again for joining us. Reminder for you guys to follow the show on social media, Locked on Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Follow me at Jacob C. Hatch. And if you are interested in advertising with the podcast or simply just want to drop us a note, a comment, concern, whatever you got, email us, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. We'll catch you with some special weekend editions this coming weekend and another full edition on Monday. So thanks again for joining us right here on Locked on Cougars. Have a great weekend.